The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. This is the Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. And welcome to the Wednesday night. What? No ABBA? No ABBA. I protest. I'm going down to Queen's Park. It's uh, 708 Schools here along with Alex Luchaferro, a uh, partner, Sanfiru Tamarkin LLP. There you go. Managing partner, actually. He's ready to take all of your phone calls and questions this evening. The most positively reviewed employment law firm in this country would be Sanfiru Tamarkin LLP. So bring it on. Terminated after being on temporary layoff. What are your rights? We're going to get to that. We'll get to some email tonight if we have time. That would be help at employmentlawyer.ca. But the phone calls always top priority, especially on this, the flagship show, Wednesday evening, 416-870-6400. You've been laid off. You've been let go. You're staring at a severance package. You've been told not to come back to work. Come back to work. Your job is changing. Your hours are changing. Doesn't matter. Everything's uh, above board as far as what we can answer uh, when it comes to employment law. So bring it on, make the phone calls. And of course, if you've got questions about vaccines, mandatory vaccination at work, this has been a major topic on air for the last couple of weeks of this show. Bring on the phone calls in that regard as well. Alex is well-versed in what you need to know when it comes to mandatory vaccinations and going back to work or going to work. So uh, don't hesitate. 416-870-6400. So we'll get to all that. So let's uh, pitter-patter, my brother. What do you got for the week that was? Hey, John. Thanks very much. Great to be here. It's been a busy, busy start to the week in the world of employment law. Lots of people contacting us with questions about uh, their employment, of course. Lots of COVID-related, COVID-related questions, as I'm sure you can imagine, especially about you know this week and last mandatory vaccination policies, John. It's just been the talk of the town. Uh, lots of companies seem to be implementing mandatory vaccination policies. And listen, I'm sure we'll get We'll get into the subject and talk about it over the course of the show tonight. But also all of the listen, all of the usual questions about terminations, about severance pay, temporary layoffs, as you mentioned. And you know, listen, we never want to see people struggle with their employment, struggle with their with their workplace situations. But it, it's extremely important that if you're having trouble at work, if you're dealing with a difficult employer, you don't feel like your employer's holding up their end of the bargain and you feel hard done by, it's important that you seek us out. Uh, we always welcome questions. We encourage people to contact us, seek out that help, seek out that information and that advice that they need to solve their workplace problems. Whether you want to call in on the show and listen, of course, that would be great. Let's solve your workplace problems right here and now. Or if you want to contact us off air, by all means, get a hold of us at the office. The important thing uh, is that you get that advice, that you get that help. These kinds of conversations can't wait. They can literally affect your livelihood, your entire career. Uh, and, of course, the more information, the more knowledge you have as an employee, the more protected and prepared you're going to be to deal with those uh, workplace situations. So, uh, as we usually do, John, let's start the show off with the week that was. It's an opportunity to talk about a couple of matters that uh, came across my desk, a conversation I had just this morning uh, John, this is hot off the presses. A uh, very nice, uh, very nice elderly gentleman uh, in in his early seventies. I spoke to this morning. He had been with the same company for quite some time, for about twenty one years. Pretty good, pretty what, pretty good ca- career with the same uh, yep. employer. Twenty one years of of employment, 
and his time with his employer, a manufacturer, has come to an end. The company actually decided to shut up shop. They've really struggled over the past couple of years, largely due to COVID. Uh, and they gave this gentleman uh, notice on June 30th that uh, the plant would be closing at the end of August, on, on August August 30th. Right. So uh, his employment's come to an end. He got eight weeks of notice uh, that his employment was coming to an end and that mm-hmm. the plant was closing. But guess what's concerning here, uh, uh, John? He hasn't been offered any kind of severance package. His employer told him that, well, because we're shutting down and ceasing operations, we actually don't owe you any severance. All we owed you was the eight weeks of notice. And this gentleman, to his credit, said, hmm, that doesn't sound right. I listened to to Alex and Lior and, and the whole team on the radio. I think I'm owed severance in a situation like this. And, you know, luckily this gentleman uh, had some good sense about it and reached out to us. And I spoke to him today. And he is absolutely right, John. Just because the company decided to shut up shop, just because they closed down, it doesn't mean that this gentleman's not owed severance. That's nonsense. This this guy's owed severance. All of these employees uh, are owed severance like anybody else. A company doesn't get out of paying severance pay just because they've decided to cease operations. So this gentleman, again, has been with this company for 21 years. John, he's in his early 70s, and he was uh, you know, effect- effectively a laborer. He had some kind of specialized skill. I think uh, I think his title was a plate worker, if I'm not mistaken, uh, making decent money. And so I, I told him, you know, 21 years of service, you're probably looking at a severance package up to, you know, and clo- very close to, if not two years of pay, 24 yeah. months of, of pay for somebody in their in their 70s. This guy's never going to find a job like this again. No, uh, and so he's likely owed his full severance entitlements, 24 months of pay. And so we're going to be assisting him now and helping him get the severance that he's owed. And I think this employer is going to have a rude awakening. They don't realize that they owe all of these employees a bunch of money in the form of severance pay. Would it be 24 months minus the eight weeks, which they did give him? Ah, great, great catch, John. It would. So the notice counts, right? So the notice he received, and it was very clear. He got a letter very clearly outlining that his employment would be ending uh, at the end of August, and that's exactly what happened. And so in a case like that, where the notice is crystal clear, yes, the notice of termination does count. And so it would be 24 months of pay less the eight weeks of notice, so less the two months of, of notice. So it would be 22 months of actual pay. Where I think people get confused on this situation, John, is is you know when a company closes, that's not a bankruptcy. That's not a company going yes. into receivership. Mm-hmm. In those cases, yes, unfortunately, employees might be out of luck when it comes to severance. But a company closing down is not a bankruptcy. It's not going into receivership. Those employees are still definitely owed severance. Again, uh, we're live. We're ready for your phone calls about those matters or anything else, even uh, mandatory vaccination discussions. It's been a pretty hot topic, as uh, as Alex has said. So bring it on. Don't be bashful. 416-870-6400. It's 715. you still got lots of time here on a Wednesday evening. Uh, what else is uh, what else is going on in your end, pal? Yeah, second matter, uh, John, and I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll make it quick. Uh, this is uh, a lady that uh, we actually assisted a few weeks ago. Her matter just resolved a couple of days ago at the end of of last week and it's just a little example you know me i always like to talk about uh you know our our severance negotiations and and how we can assist employees in getting the severance that they're actually owed 
this uh, lady was 60 years uh, old. She had been with the same company for about 15 years, uh, but in a supervisory position. She was offered a year's pay when she was when she was let go, and she was actually John pretty kind of pleasantly surprised. She was pretty content with a year's pay, uh, and, and she was very close to accepting. And I told her, "Well, hold on a sec. You're 60 years old. Uh, you're in a supervisor position, and you've been with the company 15 years. You know, a year's pay might sound really good to anybody if you don't know the way the law works, right. but you're actually closer to the 16 to 18 month range." Uh, of pay, not the 12 week, uh, not the 12 month, excuse me, and 16 to 18 month uh, range. And so there's another four to six months on the table there. Why would you accept an offer that's 50% you know, uh, less than what it should be? And over the course of just a few weeks, we helped this lady increase her severance uh, package uh, to the tune of, of four months. Uh, and it wasn't only an extra four months of pay. We actually got her her full benefits coverage uh, for a 16-month period. We actually got her full pension entitlements for the full 16-month period, and the company didn't offer those additional benefits when she was let go. So this lady ended up with a significantly better severance package than what she started uh, off with, despite the fact that she actually you know, had no qualms about it when she was first offered it. So it's a good lesson to all our listeners, just because you might feel like an offer is reasonable, whether it's to do with severance or otherwise when it comes to your employment, even though you feel like it might be reasonable, it's still it's still good to get advice in this situation. You don't know the way the law works and what you don't know will end up hurting you at the end of the day. This lady literally ended up tens of thousands of dollars better off despite her gut reaction to her severance package again 416-870-6400 is the number to call in you have questions about again your workplace and when it comes to covid and vaccinations covidrights.ca that just went active the other night covidrights.ca we got that going on i want to squeeze in a quick call before the break uh tim thanks for taking the time tonight how are you good how are you guys how are you good sir excellent what's on your mind um just want to ask a question can a company uh, that's just going out of business. Can they uh, avoid severance by uh, changing the, na- the name of the company? Yeah, I mean, the short answer is no, uh, Tim, in the sense that, uh, you know, I don't care what name you call the company. If you are employed by them and they are ceasing your employment, uh, then they owe you severance, whatever they're called. Uh, again, the only way that an employer could avoid the liability of severance is by going bankrupt or going into receivership. And of course, those are formal processes. An employer can't just claim that they're bankrupt. They actually have to file for bankruptcy. There have to be trustees and accounting agencies appointed. And again, it's a formal process. So no, I don't think a name change would change anything, Tim. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate that. Short and sweet. As we go to break here, you want to reach out to Alex and his team confidentially anytime. Email help at employmentlawyer.ca or you can call 1-855-821-5900. Have helped thousands of Canadians across this country with their employment rights and uh, going through that minefield of employment law. So feel free to give uh, Alex a call anytime. And right here as well, as we go to break, 416-870-6400. Let's get it happening. Employment Law Show on a Wednesday night on Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies 
of Global News Radio. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. And welcome back to it, 722 Employment Law Show, Wednesday evening. Alex Luciferro, a partner, San Fibre to Market, LLP, taking your calls, answering your questions on and off air at all times, 1-855-821-5900. Reminder, covidrights.ca, you want to go to that page. Right at the top, there's a questionnaire. Uh, you can fill out the questionnaire to find out if your employer can legally mandate the COVID-19 vaccination or fire you if you've refused to get vaccinated. Interesting stuff there, covidrights.ca. But... We'll get down to our temporary layoff topic, and in between that, of course, the phone calls always have priority in that regard. Johnny, thank you for hanging on. Good evening. Good evening. How are you guys doing tonight? Not bad. What's going on? What's on your mind? I got a question. Uh, probably I need a little bit of advice here. Uh, I got injured at work last week, sometime on Tuesday there, and took a day off on Wednesday. Uh, went to see the doctor on Thursday. Doctor, check it out the x-ray, everything, uh, and on Friday, he recommended me to see a therapy, and by Monday, I'm able to get back to work. Now, I lost three days' work. Uh, WSYB got involved, and got a call from them yesterday that they cover because of the uh, modified work was uh, uh, offered by a work my, my workplace. Uh, there is a modified work, and I'm unable to do that due to doctors who recommend me to do a bed rest. Now, WSIB does not want to compensate me for that three days. What can I do? Yeah, well, I, I guess a couple of things, uh, Johnny, in the sense that you can uh, appeal the, the WSIB's uh, decision. You could contest the decision and keep pushing them down that road. I don't know if that's a particularly great idea. But, you know, the other thing you can do is, well, listen, if you're currently medically unable to work, you know, a couple of quick, fac- a quick facts for you here. Number one, make sure your employer has a doctor's note. It doesn't have to be in any great detail. doesn't have to be complicated. Just a quick doctor's note confirming you're medically unable to work. If they have that, they can't punish you. They can't let you go. Uh, they, they can't treat you any differently because you're on medical leave of absence. If your employer has a short-term disability policy, or if there's any other kind of benefits you can use, maybe there's sick days, maybe you can even use some some vacation, by all means, exercise those uh, options. But barring an appeal, there, there might not be much to do on the WSIB uh, uh, front that is, uh, you know, that is a very limited option in these kinds of situations, unfortunately. Let's move on to our topic at hand, and that would be terminated after being temporarily laid off. How about that? What are your rights? Number one, again, 416-870-6400 if you want to ask a question in between all this. How long, Alex, can a temporary layoff go on for in this province? Yeah, so I wanted to talk about temporary layoffs tonight, uh, John, because it continues to be a pretty hot hot topic. I mean, obviously, over the Mm -hmm. course of the past year and a half, lots of people were temporarily laid off. And I guess that's that's where I'd want to start, John, which is, you know, this assumption about temporary layoffs. It's an incorrect one. An employer actually can't temporarily lay you off. In most cases, I would say in 90% of cases out there, if not more, an employer cannot temporarily lay an employee off without their express consent. So as an employee out there, if you've been temporarily laid off, 
you don't necessarily have to, or you didn't necessarily have to accept that change. So that's the starting point here when we're talking about temporary layoffs. We can't just assume they're legal. We can't just assume they're allowed. Actually, they're not allowed. An employee can contest and can dispute a temporary layoff in most cases. And a lot of times it makes very good sense to do so. Sometimes you don't want to be temporarily laid off. You want to get your severance entitlements from your employer and actually move on, hopefully to bigger and better things, to new, to new employment. Now, for those employees that have been temporarily laid off, well, COVID-19 has implemented some kind of new rules when it comes to layoffs. Layoffs are now effectively being called infectious disease emergency leave. Uh, and as of right now, uh, this infectious disease emergency leave is scheduled to end on September 25th. So for those employees who have been laid off for quite some time and, you know, in situations where maybe restaurants were closed or certain industries, you know, the entertainment industry, for example, John, was obviously very heavily hit uh, by COVID. And some of those employees are still on layoff uh, because, you know, all live events were suspended or they were all closed, you know, sporting events, etc. For those employees... This infectious disease emergency leave should be ending on September 25th. But again, I, I want to get the message out there that if you've been temporarily laid off, you want to get advice in your situation because it could very well be that you don't have to accept the layoff, that you can choose to treat your employment as terminated and get severance and and move on with your career. Again, nine out of ten times that's going to be the better uh, the better options. I think that's the most important takeaway. Again, anytime reaching out to Alex and his uh, team to have that discussion uh, for that or any other matter, one 821 5900 Does someone have to return to work if their employer calls them back? Yeah, fair question. Well, you know, certainly they don't have to return to work. Uh, uh, John, nobody has to do uh, anything really their employer says. Although if you, if you are on a temporary layoff and you've been called back to work, and you refuse to go back, it's effectively a resignation. So you're resigning from your employment if you refuse if you refuse to go uh, uh, back. So you know if you want to keep your job, if you want to continue your employment moving forward, you probably do want to accept the bail. You 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 probably do want to go back. I I've given this advice to lots of employees. If if you've accepted a temporary layoff, and I, you know again maybe there's a legitimate reason why you've accepted a temporary. Yeah, right. Despite the fact that you don't have to, maybe you've accepted it in your particular uh, case. What you might want to do when you go back to work is is put in writing to your employer, "Hey, employer, I accepted this layoff because of COVID and because of the exceptional mm. circumstance. I'm not accepting it as a term of my employment moving forward." Uh, because the big risk when it comes to temporary layoffs is that if an employer temp- lays you off once. They will likely be able to do it moving forward into the future time and time again. And so you don't, you know, again, if you only accepted the layoff because of COVID and maybe, you know, for whatever particular personal reasons you had, you want to try and treat that as a one-off and say, hey, moving forward, don't lay me off again. This was a one-off situation because of COVID and, and I'm, I'm not accepting any other layoff in any other situation. Temporary layoffs, mandatory vaccinations, you're confused about any of it. Here and now is when you want to make that call. 416-870-6400. Phone lines are open. You want to have that chat here on the show. Alex is uh, is well prepared for it. 
But as we talk about temporary layoff, um, you know, okay, so now you've decided to go back to work. Can your employer at that point decide to make changes to pay or position, location? And they may, they may uh, be relying on the fact, and, and this is a result of effects to them because of COVID. So that's why they're dropping your pay or making you move somewhere else or working days to nights. I mean, can they, can they make those changes? Yeah, great, great question, uh, John. And, and another kind of key fact that, that will advise employees on uh, when they're returning back to work or, or even in the context of, of COVID, you know, employers were uh, trying to cut people's salary and change their positions and double up workloads. Yeah. Uh, and, and the same logic, the same rule applies across the board there, which is no, you don't want to accept your employer making changes to your pay. You don't want to accept your employer changing your position when you're coming back from a layoff or at any point for that matter during uh, your employment. You don't have to accept those kinds of significant changes uh, as an employee. That's what we call a constructive dismissal. Constructive dismissal and when an employer does implement a cut to your pay or a change to your position or you know gives you a significantly greater uh, uh, workload, uh, that's such a significant change to the terms of your employment, you'd actually be allowed to refuse that change. Uh, and if the employer doesn't back down, you can seek severance. You can you know, effectively resign from your employment and seek your full severance entitlement. So for example, an employee that's returning back to work, if the employer says, you know, uh, hey, John, uh, you're coming back to work, but guess what? You're only doing part-time hours. You're doing 20 hours a week instead of 40 hours a week. Yeah. You can rightfully, John, refuse that return back to work because it's not your your previous terms of employment because it wasn't what you were previously doing. And you'd still be owed severance anyway, your full severance entitlements based on your 40-hour uh, work week. Now, before employees go, you know, go off and, and demanding severance from their employers, if this is a situation you find yourself in as an employee – you, you have to make sure you get legal advice right away. I mean, literally as quickly as, as possible, you should be on the phone to us discussing your situation uh, and getting into the specifics. We can coach you. We can tell you what to say and what not to say so that you can maximize your severance entitlements here. Or alternatively, I mean, if you want to keep your job, we've, you know, we've assisted people before, John, where we've actually gotten them their regular payback. Or we've gotten them their position back. So there could be a solution like that possible uh, as well. But certainly don't accept a pay cut. Certainly don't accept a change to your position. You have every right to go back to work on the terms that you left when you were first laid off. That number to reach out to Alex, I'll give it out again, one 821 5900 Don't hesitate to use that. You can also go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca for more information. What if it's a case where my employer is maybe not cutting my hours or changing my shift or pay or stuff like that? Maybe they've said, you know, we're going to try you in a different position because because of COVID. Again, I'll use that to, to fall back on. That position no longer exists. So here, Or maybe it does. Maybe they got someone else in the position. I don't know. It could be a different scenario. But can you say, okay, I'll give this a, a kick at the can, but if I don't like it, I want my original job back later on? And how do I go about doing that? In writing, yeah. I would assume? Yeah, ideally you would want. Listen, I'll, I'll I'll be frank, John. I don't like a situation like that. I think I, I think that's potentially getting yourself into hot water and getting yourself 
into trouble. I think most employees out there, out there will be able to tell very quickly whether a different position or a change to your job responsibilities or your job duties, whether that's going to be positive uh, or, or not. And I think you could, you know, you should probably go with your gut in a situation like that. You know, if you're a, if you're a line worker at a manufacturer and you're being you're being asked to to you know move to accounting. Uh, you know what? That might not be ideal necessarily if you don't have the skill, if you don't have the the expertise. Um, but I guess there is the exceptional circumstance where if you're genuinely not sure about a position and you're genuinely interested in trying something different, sure, by all means, go ahead and try the position out if it's different. But as you mentioned, you want to have a very clear understanding in writing. I mean, this can be an email exchange. It doesn't have to be a formal employment contract or agreement, but you probably want to tell your employer in writing, you know, I'm going to be trying this out for a one-week period or a two-week period, and if I don't like it, you know, I, I am, uh, I'm reserving my right to go back to my previous role. And you want your employer's agreement in that respect because if it's not that clear when you're trying out that position, that different position temporarily, uh, then you're asking for trouble because your employer might try and force you to stay in that position and now you're in trouble because you've accepted it temporarily and it's not clear what the agreement was at the time. Still have some time here at 7.34 to make that, 7.35 to make that phone call and, and talk to Alex, get some questions answered, 416-870-6400 is how you get on air here at the uh, at the station for the remainder of the show, talking about being uh, terminated after being on temporary layoff. What are your rights? Uh, maybe it's not a different position I've been asked to take. Maybe I'm not called back at all. Crickets, nothing. And what do I do? <laughs> well, you know that that's uh, probably the one of the easier situations uh, to deal with, uh, John. Which is, well, if you're not called back to work, that's effectively a termination. Uh, and uh, so, you know, y- you can't just wait around indefinitely on temporary layoff. Uh, you know, you could either claim termination at any point in time because again in most cases temporary layoffs are not legal uh you know you can choose to have your employment terminated or alternatively i mean if your employer just doesn't call you back to work that's an out and out termination uh john and you're owed severance you're owed severance based upon your age your years of service with the company and your position within that company and you know it's not rocket science we've been preaching this on the show for for many a year now but you know the older you are the longer you've been with the same company the more specialized or the more senior your position is the more severance you're going to get and it's not just a week or two you know week or two's pay per year of service it's probably going to be a few months pay per year of service uh and so you know you want to make sure that if you're dealing with a temporary layoff situation like this you get your proper severance entitlements, whether it's by treating the layoff as a termination or by making sure if your employment does come to an end when you're not called back to work, by making sure that you get the appropriate severance package. Again, questions about mandatory vaccinations and going back to work, covidrights.ca. I mean, Alex and Lior and the team just put this website up and active just the other day. It's brilliant. Covidrights.ca. Fill out the questionnaire and get some uh, get some, uh, some more answers. 416-870-6400, the number to call in. The time's ticking down, so if you're going to call, make it now. Um, how long do I have to pursue my severance after layoff? Is it the standard uh, two years, or what do I have? Yeah, it is, uh, John, although it wouldn't necessarily be from the date of the layoff necessarily. It would be from the date that you decide to treat the layoff uh, as a termination. And again, that could be at any point in time. It you know it should be as quickly as possible, really, but... 
you know, again, my general advice when it comes to timing and when it comes to temporary layoffs would be, you know, if you are temporarily laid off, and I would say even more generally, if there's any major change to the terms of your employment, uh, John, whether again, whether it's a temporary layoff or a change to your pay or a change to your position, you need to get advice right at that moment. Don't wait a month. Don't wait a year, certainly, and certainly don't wait uh, two years. You need to get advice uh, right away. And again, I think the the most likely advice would be don't accept the temporary layoff. Treat it as a termination immediately. Get your severance entitlements and get uh, and get moving on. Now, if you've been on a temporary layoff for an extended period of time now, maybe because it's COVID related, and you just you know you weren't aware of the fact that temporary layoffs are are, are illegal, or you weren't aware of your rights, well, that's okay. You, you know, that's fine. But make sure you get that advice now. You want to know what's what as quickly uh, as possible, and really, uh, timing is of the essence. And so you need to get on these things right away. Don't delay. Uh, you know, for, forget about a year or two years, John. You don't want to even delay a month. So you need to get on these things right away. When I get to a call, Sam been standing by. Hi, Sam. How are you? Hi. Fine, thank you. How are you? Good. What's on your mind? Okay. So I have worked for this company for close to a decade. And then they decided to lay me off. But this is not recently. This is years ago. And uh, But I sustained injuries because my work was pretty much lifting heavy things in, uh, in the area where I worked. We never had equipment or anything to work with, but we had to do it. I had to get a job. I kept re-injuring the same spot of my body. I kept going through the uh, WSIB for physiotherapy. And every two, three weeks later, they determined I'm fine, go back to work. I kept going back. I kept re-injuring the same spot of my body every time. This is nine years. It went on like this. My doctor would not let me have an MRI to determine what had happened because he kept saying it's just for, for uh, surgeries. Finally, they laid me off, and then he allowed me to have an MRI, which exposed a lot of bad things in, uh, in my back. So I hired a lawyer. The lawyer tried very hard, and I kept getting uh, denied, and I kept reappealing $1,600 every time, six, seven times. We reached the tribunal tribunal only examined what had happened after a certain year and ignored all the nine years where I sustained those injuries. So my case was denied. Now, I reached the tribunal. Do I have a chance to go anywhere else? Because I really feel I got ripped off. I definitely understand, Sam. That sounds like a, a really, really difficult situation. I, I, I do hate to say it, but if, you know, if, if all of this happened over the course of kind of nine years ago, you're out of time for any other action. So there's no kind of wrongful dismissal or human rights case uh, or any other case really uh, outside of a WSIB claim. And it sounds like you've gone through the full gamut of going through an appeal and going all the way to to a hearing. Uh, you know, as John mentioned, you know, a couple of minutes ago, uh, you know, it's important to note that with, for any employment issue, there is a limitation period of two years from the date of an event. So let's say the date of a termination or the date of a layoff, you have as long as two years to commence legal action in a situation like that. But the second you cross that two-year mark, you know, two years in one day, your time is up and you cannot pursue uh, an employer, you know, within the court system. I'm talking about litigation here beyond that date. So unfortunately, Sam, you're out of time and and, and out of luck, uh, but you know, 
hopefully your your health is recovered and you you know you can move on uh with your career hey neil thanks for standing by we got time for you how are you i'm good thanks uh general thank you very much for taking my call a close friend of mine uh, is working at a long-term care facility they've been given an ultimatum by the end of this month you get a vaccine or you're or you're on uh unpaid leave and i'm just wondering what their options are in this case yeah, thanks for the question, Neil. I mean, it's obviously a hot topic. I mentioned that it come up at some point in the show, and you know, lo and behold, here we uh, are. Uh, you know, it's it's really unfortunate, but our provincial government, our federal government, uh, we are developing. Our governments are developing a patchwork system here uh, when it comes to you know vaccinations in the workplace. Our federal government has uh, mentioned that they're going to be mandating vaccines. Uh, at, for federally regulated employers, so you know telecommunications, uh, the banks, uh, transportation companies across provinces, etc., uh, and, and even at the provincial level now, of course, we're going to have these vaccine passports. But it's still the case, Neil, that an employer cannot force an employee to be vaccinated. That is the current state of the law until the Ontario government actually mandates that employees have to be vaccinated in the workplace. An in the, a private entity like a corporation cannot do that. And so I think these organizations, even the LTC, even, you know, uh, a bunch of different companies that are implementing these things. I mean, there are some legal issues here that I see a lot of liability potentially here when it comes to these vaccination uh, policies. Employers are going to have to be flexible. There are going to have to be exemptions on, you know, medical grounds and religious grounds, of course. But I think employers should also be flexible as to not force their employees. I don't think they can force their employees to be vaccinated uh, at work. They'll have to allow employees uh, either other accommodations or just continue kind of mask wearing and health and safety in the workplace, as we've been doing for the past year and a half. Uh, Neil, if, if your colleague is unionized, I would encourage him to speak to his union uh, and, and to try and get some advice within the unionized environment if you are unionized unfortunately an employment lawyer an outside employment lawyer cannot assist if your friend sorry go ahead not a union environment no if it's not a union environment uh, then neil your friend might want to get some advice uh because there is a way to manage and to deal with these situations you don't want to get too aggressive you don't want to get too emboldened with your your employee you have to have uh, a kind of a very reasoned very rational uh, kind of line of attack here, so your friend might want to get advice. Uh, he can, he or she can give us a call off air, and I'm happy to have a chat with them and develop uh, uh, a strategy here. Appreciate the call, Neil. I want to close out tonight with uh, with a quick email. Eric says, "Guys, I just started back at work last week on modified duties after being on disability for a few months. At the end of the week, the company let me go. They gave me no reason. They offered my 52 weeks pay after 23 years of employment as a product manager. I'm 62. What are my rights?" Yeah, so this is uh, these are never great situations, John, when somebody comes back from a medical leave of absence and is instantly let go. I mean, that raises the red flag for me, probably raises the red flag uh, for you as well. I think that's problematic. I think that's potentially discrimination on the basis of disability. If that disability leave had anything to do uh, with the company making the decision to let uh, to let Eric go, 
that's a problem. Again, that's a human rights that's a human rights violation. I guess the other problem I would have is, and you know, fine. Again, it, it's a year's pay. I think you said fifty-two weeks of pay. This guy's a twenty-three-year manager. There's no way a year's pay is enough for this guy, John. This guy is again. I think he's a twenty-four-month guy. If he's in his sixties in a management position with twenty-three years of service, this guy's owed easily twenty-four months of pay. So literally double what he's been offered by the company. So. You know, lot, lots of issues. Eric should be reaching out to us and, and having a chat. Done for another night. You want to reach out to Alex and his team or anyone on the crew, one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. You got the uh, the option of pocketemploymentlawyer.ca and then covidrights.ca. You want to find out about mandatory vaccinations in the workplace, covidrights.ca as well. We'll catch you on the weekend, another edition of Employment Law Show. But for now, don't go anywhere. Arlene Bind and standing by. Lots more on point is on the way on Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio.